0: Charge it. Okay, now it's Ooh. now it's recording. Sorry, we'll do it again. Ooh, I'll hit the button. You had such good energy too. We were like really jamming it out. Still there. <laughs> Hello, welcome to actually best choice movies. I'm your host Chris Chafin. Here as well as the other host. I'm your host, Caleb Shively. I think I already said I was their host, so I don't know how uh, we could both you be.
1: You can say things all you want, and I will say it back to you, and that will be a <laughs> dynamic. It will be called podcasting.
0: I feel like that started off as a threat, and then it didn't at all continue like a threat. I am
1: non-threatening. I'm like
0: Snuffleupagus, who <laughs> looks threatening because he has a trunk. Uh, It was kind of like when two people are yelling, but they're saying, like, I agree with you. I also agree with you. (laughs) I
1: don't agree with that.
0: (laughs) Um, So it's kind of a weird week for the show because uh, the show comes out the day after the Oscars will have been on. That's the Oscars. Uh, That's the Oscars. The Oscars. I felt like I kind of swallowed (laughs) that. The Academy Awards. I literally almost said the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Awards. Um, but I actually did that last week, I think, and it sounded stupid. It it sounds cool. I like it. <laughs> but, um, we were recording this before, so we don't know what happened. It seems like logically, like from an SEO perspective, we should be talking about what happened last night, quote mm-hmm. unquote, at the Oscars. Um, but we can't do that. I will tell you, I didn't tell you this before, but I did have the thought, like, because we're going to be at the same Oscar party, yes. I was like, we should just bring all the equipment. Oh, it's n- not at either of our houses. <laughs> and we'll go into like the bedroom immediately afterwards and record. <laughs> and then I was like, no, that's a, a, like an insane idea.
1: Uh, their apartment can handle that. It's an uh, open floor plan so everyone could hear us <laughs> and we'd be annoying everyone. <laughs> uh, uh, also, uh, you'd have to carry it. I wouldn't help you.
0: Well, see, that was actually part of it was because I'm going to be out of town. I'm, like, literally flying in that afternoon. So I would have to make you take it home with well, you now and then carry it. it to their apartment. And then, like, our partners would both have to sit around mm-hmm. while we were talking for, like, 15 minutes <laughs> and setting up. So it would be, like, a full half hour.
1: And it'd be a lot of me just going, hmm, 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 mm. I don't like the Oscars this year.
0: You don't like the Oscars this year? I don't want to fill
1: out a work poll thing or like a, hey, everyone, welcome to my Oscars party. Here's your sheet. I don't want to do that this it year. It
0: was a great year for movies. I don't know how you can say
1: that. Because like, uh, it was a bad year for movies, and I disagree. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. It was no 2017.
0: I mean, I would disagree with that. I would say that it was better than 2017. Uh, specifically, the I wouldn't say that.
1: Um, specifically, the Oscars, though, this year aren't as
0: good. Oh well, like the Oscars telecast. Yeah,
1: well, no, the Oscars telecast and the actually what is
0: nominated. I think a lot of good stuff is nominated. There's a lot of crap nominated. There is some things that were overlooked this year, definitely that kind of made me mad. There's a lot of crap nominated (laughs) this year. Like I'm gonna be
1: rooting against *A Star Is Born* very hard. I'm gonna be rooting against. Uh, Grain book Very hard And there's another one I think it's called Vice Vice Yeah it was really funny (laughs) There's another one too I forget what it's called
0: Earlier today I sent Caleb This great article From the Hollywood Reporter That's their brutally honest Oscar ballot It's like an anonymous director Filled out this Oscar ballot Um so, one of the things I loved about that was him saying, I don't understand why people liked uh, Green Book or A Star is Born. He was like, I literally don't understand what anyone <laughs> liked about that movie, um, which I thought was great. I love to hear that. Yeah,
1: I also liked that he said he was friends with Olivia Coleman, so he's going to vote for her. <laughs> and he did the thing where it was like, Spike Lee doesn't have an Oscar. I'm just going to vote for him." I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm, I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? About it, yeah. He was like this. Oh, there m- was also today I saw, because uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is an Oscar voter because of uh, past success uh she had no idea what the favorite was oh my god no way i'm just leaving it at that because that's infuriating (laughs) infuriation Um, so
0: in this kind of void where we should be talking about the oscars (laughs) but we can't we're gonna talk about the oscars at the top tell you what we think is gonna win or should win uh and talk a little bit about the movies and then we have we do have two movies we're going to talk about this week but neither of them are like new exactly they're both uh one of them is a movie that Caleb recommends strongly from like two years ago. Another one was some a uh, streaming movie that had gotten some good reviews. That the internet
1: recommended. The internet recommended, basically. That and the Netflix algorithm recommended.
0: Actually, and actually, that is one thing I want to talk about. It did not. I had never yeah, seen this movie it. on Netflix at all. So I think it was actually hiding it from both of us. Aww. Netflix. Um, And so we're going to talk about those two movies. Those are uh, Columbus and The World is Yours and also, you know, a little bit of Oscar chat. That's uh, this week on actually Best Choice Movies. Okay, so right here at the top where we normally talk about the last movies we saw, we're just gonna, let's like run through the Oscars a little bit, say uh, what we see happening. It's been a totally crazy year, Um, basically every... It's totally crazy! <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm not even um, gonna talk about it, I'm gonna think, it's, say what should actually be there. Usually like the Guild Awards kind of help show oh, yeah. who's gonna win what, like the directors and writers uh but this year like every guild has nominated and awarded different movies basically mm-hmm.
1: sag is crazy man
0: yeah like who who won the sag it was like green green book did green book uh, win the SAG? i hope not uh i'd actually oh don't. no that was the producers guild really liked oh, green yeah. book which totally makes sense to me i can see that a hundred percent um because it's like a if a business algorithm I made Black a movie at
1: their one if i'm not mistaken uh, oh for the
0: acting ones
1: yes for ensemble, what's that? Ensemble cast. It's like their top prize is ensemble cast.
0: That's really funny. I actually know nothing about the SAG Awards.
1: Yeah, uh, that's like their best equivalent of their best feature film. And it was Black Panther. I googled it. <laughs> Emily Blunt won for uh, A Quiet Place. Crazy.
0: Th- was that list the past year?
1: A Quiet Place? Yeah, it came out oh like my in God. February.
0: Years are so but fucking It's nominated
1: for an Oscar for probably sound editing <laughs> or sound mixing. So probably there's a lot of categories. We don't necessarily have
0: to go through all of them. Do you want to start with the most important one, which is editing? you want to start oh, with that? Oh, I love
1: it. Well, uh, yeah, I do. I think there was a big snub there. Um, the big snub for me was Tom Cross. Tom Cross, previous Oscar winner for uh, Damien Chazelle's La La Land, which I think is Damien Chazelle's worst movie. I think we all agree yeah. on that. Uh, I thought the editing on uh, uh, Damien Chazelle's uh, Whiplash was Amazing. That was Tom Cross, which he was nominated for. Uh, so, those were like more original stories, and now he's coming up with this big uh, true story, which needed a lot of editing, and there's a lot of cool stuff behind it. Uh, Tom Cross got snubbed. Uh, one of our great working editors makes that. Wonder Boys movies sing. That uh, was for
0: First Man, you were saying? First Man. Yeah, that was interesting, too. That uh, Oscar ballot thing we were talking about, that guy was saying, I don't know why this didn't get nominated for Best Picture, which, I mean, I will say, I I mean, I like the space program a lot, but I I thought it was a good movie. (laughs) It's a very good movie. Um, I guess just no one saw it. Somehow, it was completely not a part of the conversation. It was a very uh,
1: dark Ryan Gosling, like not a very showy role for him. Uh, there was the biggest Oscar talk was for Claire Foy, who is having her moment and was very wife in it. Uh, but the cast all, all, all around was really good. Uh, the produ- I think it got a production design and I think it some did, sound yeah, editing yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be one of those movies that's going to be more cult, like as a drama, which is always kind of cool when a cult when a drama becomes more of a cult movie.
0: Okay, but so wait, wait, let's. But to, to focus back in, so you were sure. saying somebody who snubbed you wish were were nominated, but given the nominees we have which in the are real world,
1: Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice, which is pronounced Vice actually, <laughs> uh, Vice might win because it has most edits, uh, and there is a style to that. I think he was nominated previously for uh, whatever Adam McKay's last movie that wasn't Step Brothers was called. <laughs> Uh, why do I, I, always, I have no idea? I have no I idea. Is that one called the uh, with uh, Steve Carell and Brad Pitt?
0: Oh, The Big Short.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which also had a lot of edits, so it's that same style. And that might win, but I hope it doesn't. Uh, by default, I would say I, uh, the favorite because it is the best movie of those. And uh, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. No Green Book. Hell no. Uh, Black Panther. I'll be fine with. I don't. Uh, can't really think of any. I mean, it well, was like it actually whip panning, did have it, quick edits. not just
0: whip panning, but it had a lot of those weird like superimpositions they were doing like mm-hmm. during the speech at the beginning. Oh yeah,
1: uh, Corey Hawkins' speech, which is the best yeah, scene in the movie. Yeah, 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 that was a lot of editing there, uh, and even it's like very weird the, uh, stuff you know? at the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, but it, yeah, it was a tough movie to handle tonally, which the editing really helped with. Uh, but the favorite is just uh, very pure cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that to be. Uh, the winner <laughs> <laughs> okay, Which was Yorgos' brother, actually I forget his name off the top oh, of my head really? But his brother, who who edits all his films
0: uh, Tony Lanthimos, <laughs> let's just say <laughs>
1: uh, Dagos Lanthimos So Yorgos, your that's the worst Dagos
0: Degos, Lanthimos <laughs> A Greek-Italian
1: stereotype <laughs> Which sounds like a delicious meal
0: Hey, I'm a Degos Lanthimos
1: uh, Olives on pizza, It's great
0: Hey, I have my pizza with feta cheese <laughs> That's sounds, like a real thing, yeah. yeah, actually, right? yeah. I mean, in a cow zone. Uh, let's
1: move on to another.
0: <laughs> I'm most Would likely like, going to edit that all out. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: let's do best cinematography as our next yes, category. Yes, interesting.
0: So who are the
1: nominees? Uh, Cold War, uh, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star is Born, three foreign films. Uh, four, to count The Favorite being from England and Yorgos being Greek, and A Star is Born being bad
0: um, I, th- you know, it's tough because there's two black and white movies that are really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So you want to say like, is one of those going to win like Roma? Maybe. Um, I would like it if the favorite one, I mean, it's very, you know, Robbie i Ryan. I saw, uh, Barry Lyndon when I was a young man. So sure. I, uh, that sort of influenced uh, I, my it's idea. The first
1: movie I thought of when I saw, uh, the favorite was yeah Linden, exactly yeah. i
0: mean barry linden's famous for having all natural lighting right which mm-hmm. obviously this movie did not have or at least i'm it guessing it didn't it, have but, but all, it had a yeah. lot right and it did a really good job of having being like kind of moodily looking uh and that's aside from all the really interesting shots that it had you know the stuff mm-hmm. we talked about last time like the fisheye lenses and you know
1: uh never look away which is a movie i recently watched and which may come up in a future episode <laughs> of this very podcast you're listening to uh that movie's three hours long it just needs a lot of cinematography to get by Oh my god! Uh, i don't want to get too much into it but uh oscar-winning uh cinematographer caleb Deschanel uh did it which is kind
0: of weird it's zoe's brother right father <laughs> oh is that really true yeah. i was joking around no that's her <laughs> father really is this uh, super famous cinematographer yeah he's been he did a uh,
1: What did he win for? Uh, He did the one... uh, His uh, career was crazy. Being There, one of my favorite movies. Uh, He also did The Passion. Uh, And Abraham Lincoln uh, Violin Hunter. Vampire Hunter.
0: Wait, he also did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? And now
1: he did a German three-hour weepy drama. Wow. Uh, Huge snub in cinematography this year. Uh, James Paxton. Mm. Uh, Excuse me, Laxton. Uh, James Laxton for FBL Street Could Talk. A very poetic movie. Very much indebted to its cinematography biggest snub out of any category
0: that movie kind of got snubbed generally didn't generally it? yeah
1: yeah i think regina got the only one i think the uh, the score should win the score should win if we want to talk about that next <laughs> but yeah that's what where my head's at at cinematography is that screw this category
0: <laughs> so this out of two categories we've talked about you hate all the nominees oh, and are very mad someone is going to keep going in... i
1: could i could keep going about it yeah,
0: sure. Uh, what else you got on there? What, what's uh, another it, award I, you really care about? you want to talk about
1: score, which I said Beale Street could talk, should win, uh, will probably win. Uh, I would like the great Johan Johansson to be uh, nominated for that. He passed away uh, last year. Uh, he did the score for Mandy. That would be amazing. That score was brutal. It would never get nominated, but my personal preference <laughs> is that Mandy score owns hard. I actually and never... Johan Johansson is like... Changed the game on scores. Uh, Prisoners, uh, Sicario, which is Oscar-nominated. Uh, Barry, uh, pr- uh, one of the best of all time.
0: Mandy was one of those movies that I almost went to see, but I think I was try- kind of trying to convince my wife to go with me, uh-huh. and the more I told her about it, she was like, no, I'm definitely never going to see this movie. It was movie. a great experience. <laughs> I, I, would li- I would like to see it. I've I heard I it's really good. I love
1: every second of uh, I love the. Every second of it, but there are seconds of it I love more in the second half. <laughs> um, um, let's let's, let's, go let's cut some to bigger the chase, stuff?
0: man. Yeah. What what are we liking? There's a uh, best actress.
1: Best actress, uh, which will probably go to Glenn Close, the wife.
0: Yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen. I'm really pulling for Olivia Colman. Olivia
1: Colman or Melissa McCarthy, I'd be super thrilled. But even uh, Yalitza uh, uh, would be uh, flip my wig for. Uh,
0: yeah, it was interesting. Um, speaking of Melissa McCarthy, because I don't—it's McCarthy, not McCartney, right? McCarthy, yeah. McCarthy. Yeah. Speaking speaking of Melissa Sotage. McCarthy, um, what I think is interesting is I was again this not to just talk about this brutal Oscar ballot, but I thought it was so revealing in terms of like what people in the industry must think about the movies, right? And the, what the guy said, the director was, um, "It's a two great performances in a slight movie," but then later on he kept talking about how like the movie was so affecting to him. And obviously it's nominated for best screenplay, best, uh, actress and best supporting mm-hmm. actor. Right. So like, how can it be a super slight little movie if it has all of that going for it? But I think that's why it's not nominated yeah, you for get, best director. Right? You get
1: a guy with a, people asking him his opinions, which is what this podcast is. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they're just going to be like contradict themselves or just like say something. that's like, okay, kind of weird. Uh, but, but my big snub, which, uh, some of my favorite acting, very understated acting, was Regina Hall in, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sorry, uh, Support the Girls from Andrew Budzowski, Uh which she the some awards for. Uh, hopefully, she'll win at the Cooler Award show this weekend, Independent Spirit.
0: I was actually just thinking I would like to do Support the Girls uh, in a future episode. Oh, it's a no, we should definitely do that. Top five movie of last year. Amazing movie. Because it's the same, one of the girls from... Uh, Hailey yeah. Yeah, the woman from... Uh, Columbus is in the woman movie. from Columbus, yeah. Haley Lou, Mrs. Columbus, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I would think that, well, yeah, I mean, right, I, I hope that Olivia Coleman wins, but I guess everybody's mm-hmm. saying it's going to be Glenn Close, right?
1: Uh, yeah, let's go through some real quick. I think both actor, we're both going to like go poo poo on because uh, big guys from Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win that. That's so stupid. I'm yeah. really hoping he doesn't win it. We're both rooting for uh, them not. Handing out the award and Ethan Hawke <laughs> getting the Oscar, which would be unprecedented. They for just someone. give it to Ethan Hawke. They like, walk out into the crowd. Sorry, and give we it to snubbed him. you. I hope yeah. he was there. I hope he's there. <laughs> uh, but uh, if, if, if for my preferences uh, of that. Uh, it would be Christian Bale because he did basically... No he way. Did, he did a good Dick Cheney. No way. The other... I'm looking in there. It's Bradley Cooper who does mumble gold No, no, no. Uh, not Bradley Cooper. Then you have Vigo Mortensen. No. no. No, Then you have Willem Dafoe in a movie I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see that either. So...
0: And is that it? Those are all the nominees? Uh, and then Christian Brad- Bale? Yeah. Holy shit,
1: dude. I did, Christian was good in that movie.
0: I really hated that movie so much. It's, uh, you're telling uh, me I'm going to have to say like... Oscar-winning movie Vice for the rest of my life. Like,
1: uh, no, I don't think it should I mean, I win anything. <laughs> but if Christian
0: Bale wins, then that counts. I think you know?
1: going to win because everyone liked that they didn't talk about AIDS in Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a wild movie. But then I, I still say like, because again in this article he was like, I'm not going to vote for anything that has to do with Brian Singer. And oh, supporting sure, yeah. Brian Singer. Like many people must feel that way. Maybe it'll screw yeah, up it's that a his weird win. Weird crap for that. shoot.
1: Yeah, Christian Bale already has an Oscar. People will respect him. Uh, we did actor, we did actress. You want to do supporting real quick?
0: Yeah, sure. Supporting. I mean, supporting actor Richard E. Grant. I, you know, I'm in the tank uh-huh. for him my um, entire life. Uh, my I would really is like supposed for him to win, win that.
1: Uh, Sam Rockwell do an extended cameo. That's so stupid that Sam uh, Rockwell's nominated. I do like. Uh, just shout out. I think he's one of our generation's great actors. Adam Driver. He's gonna be. This is his first
0: nomination. I, I, is it really? Yeah,
1: he should get. Uh, going forward, get a lot more. I mean, he's uh, a very, very, good very actor. good actor. He's gonna have a like a long uh,
0: career if he wants to, right?
1: Uh, I have a curveball for my snub there. Uh, loved Hereditary. I think that kid, Alex Wolf was so good in that movie. Uh, all the uh, awards traction, if it had any at all to begin with, focused on Tony Collette, which it should. That's mm-hmm. great. But he did a very fine job and he was very weirdly iconic with his busted up face. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm always telling
0: people about you, Caleb. He's <laughs> like weirdly iconic with his busted up face. I
1: wish horror movies and more genre stuff got at the Oscars. It just which doesn't, is, It just doesn't. It right? doesn't happen. Unless you're... Uh, culturally representative such as black panther
0: right well that's like unusual though that that's happening yes, i mean i great. guess you could say they gave a bunch of awards to like lord of the rings right sure it so was just like a big dumb action movie Well, that was also ways. like
1: uh technical prowess was
0: like a game changer there yeah and like, i mean i guess it's an adaptation of like the most famous fantasy book mm-hmm. of it all was, time like, stellar adaptation I don't think those movies age well. I don't think you can still watch hmm. them. I think they're really bad.
1: Let me turn on TNT this afternoon <laughs> and see
0: if it is. Uh, supporting
1: actress, actress. Uh, you got your, you got ya Amy Adams in Vice. Uh, Mer, uh, Marine De Tavira from Roma, which would be kind of cool. Uh, who I think should win probably will. A rare. Just because uh, everybody thing.
0: wants to see her win an Oscar. No, right?
1: uh, I was going to say it's uh, Regina King from *If oh, Beale Street Oh, really? Uh, she should win. I think she's the front runner. And then the two favorite people. Yeah,
0: Emma Stone and Rachel Vice. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if. I wouldn't be surprised if the woman from Roma won because I think everybody, it's a chance for everyone. In that was an like out of nowhere nomination too. I think everybody wants to pat themselves on the back and say like how great they are and like reward mm-hmm. this woman and this film. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's going to win a lot of the other awards. Like maybe it's going to win best picture, but maybe not, you know?
1: Cool. Let's do that one next. And uh, I, think I think that would
0: be an easy way for people to like, you know, try to feel good about themselves. Sure. But at the same time, I think Emma Stone also has a shot. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be king. King going to get crowned. All right, we had a pretty good chance of one of us being right because we made like six picks in that category. I made, so. made one, I made king. <laughs>
1: um, best picture, since you mentioned it. I think Roma is going to take it. There's too many. I hate what they had. I always wish it was back to five, to be Re- honest. Remind
0: me of the nominees again.
1: Black Panther, Black Klansman, Black Bohemian Rhapsody. The favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star, Will Be Born, and Vice.
0: Yeah, it's a tough category, right? Because you got to, what you have to ask yourself is what is the mood in Hollywood right now? Like anti Trump, definitely. So maybe Vice, because that's like a Republicans are evil movie. A little
1: eye poke of a movie.
0: Exactly. But then again, it's not that great of a movie. I mean, I would say it's actively a bad movie. actively so.
1: bad, yeah. Same with The Star is Born. Same yeah. with Green Book and Bomb Rhapsody. Yeah. It's
0: funny because any of those movies, because basically the same three movies are nominated for every award, which is the favorite Bohemian Rhapsody and green book. Mm-hmm. Right. So it could be a year where one of those movies sweeps everything, you know? Sure. And it kind of comes out of left field when that happens and you start to see them win like all the technical awards mm-hmm. and then they start winning the acting awards. And, um, they, and then at the end of the night they've won like 11 Oscars. Yeah. Or something. Uh, that's
1: why uh, editing and cinematography are key categories. Uh, uh, screenplay also, uh, I think you, 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 have to be at least nominated to get a screenplay, uh, to, uh, screen, in either a screenplay category to <laughs> hey, be, okay, to, let, to get in, a best picture.
0: In this town, you got to be at least nominated to get a screenplay. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: otherwise they won't even take your meeting. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, uh, that's why,
1: uh, Ben Affleck still gets to work. He won that screenplay Oscar.
0: <laughs> and those, that chin, <laughs> that chin, darling. Uh, do you have a snub for best picture? For best picture, um... You know, not really. I would say those are the movies I would expect to have been nominated mm-hmm.
1: for Best Picture. Expect- expectations suck. I wish oh uh, Burning would have got it. Burning is the best I, movie. Yeah, of I last didn't year. see Burning. I really best wanted movie to see of it last year. I
0: mean, yeah, Shoplifters. I wish Shoplifters was nominated yeah. for Best Picture. I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: You should. We should go and watch all of Koreeda's movies again because that's something I will do personally <laughs> in my life. Big Koreeda fan.
0: Yeah, I would love to do that. That sounds great um it's gonna be a weird night and i think it's very unpredictable from this vantage Mm -hmm. point what's gonna happen um but like everything like as soon as it starts happening it's gonna seem to have been obvious in retrospect right Mm -hmm. you're gonna be like well of course that was the only thing that could have happened i'm just
1: gonna not care as much this year
0: that's really sad (laughs) that's really bleak uh
1: it's also accurate
0: you're like super in your feelings about the
1: oscars is that right (laughs) well a traverse of it i used to be in my feelings in a way that i was excited for it and like want people to win and now i'm just like nope put eat that envelope presenter eat that Whoopi goldberg eat the envelope right now it's always next year caleb which is this year actually so i hope you're enjoying it sure uh i don't think anything worthy of an oscar came out this year so far
0: yeah well it's been nothing nothing has come out it's been two
1: days yeah It says january
0: 2nd it's always weird because like so long, if January, you go 7th. back and look, like the Phantom Thread supposedly came out in 2017, mm-hmm. but like, it not at it all came really. It uh, came out on Christmas. It came out on Christmas, like some places, you know. Yeah. So uh, say,
1: I remember that was the same case for Walf Wild Street and uh that movie Clint Eastwood did, where Bradley Cooper was an American sniper.
0: Yeah, it's just very weird how they do that. I mean, I know it has to do with the Christmas word, releases are like, dumb, yeah. You know, it has to do like award show strategy and like monetary strategy, but a, you know, politics. It's weird to have it win a bunch of Oscars like two months after it came out when like maybe you haven't even seen it yet because mm-hmm. it, it didn't get a wide release until like the end of January mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, like, like,
1: like uh, people now are just like, especially with the documentaries and the uh, foreign films, those just get released after their nominations because that's the only way. Yeah, well, that's will, yeah, they'll that's market true. them.
0: It's um, bullshit. So yeah, it's going to be a really strange year at the Oscars, and I have no fucking idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And to be perfectly honest with you, but um, so this week we're just going to talk about two movies uh, that are kind of a little bit out of left field um we had a hard time honestly like deciding what movies to talk mm-hmm. about this week and we
1: also uh didn't want to go outside and these are both available to stream yeah, which like, is a very convenient thing in 2019
0: yeah it's the middle of winter right today it was a crazy snowstorm in new york city uh caleb didn't ride his bike to work which is like unheard of only in the absolute worst mm-hmm. weather does he do that mm-hmm. um, i'd have read that God so here's like G-train. two good snuggle up winter screeners that we or recommend or that well, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about yeah um Right, so the first one is Columbus.
1: Columbus, named after the small Indiana town known for being a hub of beautifully designed buildings, is a very peaceful study of both emotional and architectural space. The plot concerns Jin, played by John Cho, coming to town and meeting Casey, played by Haley Lou Richardson, and the two bond over their own loneliness. Businessman Jin, avoiding the emotions stirred up by his ailing father, who happens to be a famous architect who he's in town to care for, and the budding architecture nerd Casey, who's avoiding real-life future plans, as well as the fear of leaving town, and her own recovering addict mother. This may sound complex, but really the action takes place behind the conversations. This is a two-hander of a movie, a movie filled with walking and talking, very Richard Linklater. Sharing architectural facts becomes sharing feelings about those architectural facts, becomes a deep personal connection, and a very strong platonic relationship. Uh, Columbus is the debut feature from director Koganada, who makes this quiet, minimalist drama into a big, soulful cinematic experience.
0: Now, what'd you think about this? So you told me this is a movie I absolutely have to yeah, see. Yeah, I saw this so in in theaters me...
1: at BAM when it came out.
0: This is 2017. Yeah,
1: 2017. And, uh, uh, it was at, got some review, good reviews at Sundance. And I was like, oh, cool, it's in theaters. I'll go check it out. Not really ex- expecting too much. And I was just floored by it. Um. Like, it's movie heavy on architecture, uh, and they just shoot up. They shoot wide. They show sky. They show these beautiful buildings uh, out of a town I don't know called Columbus, Indiana, which for some reason has amazing architecture, uh, and they just talk through it. Uh, it reminded me a lot of, uh, I said Richard Linklater, uh, uh, like uh, the second of the Before Trilogy, as well as uh, Slacker, uh, even uh, Jem Cohen, uh winter hours that move, move about him, talking about art in a museum museum uh Koganata himself is a uh film critic, which I learned after the fact uh oh, so there's a lot of that space of like uh haley Lou Richardson plays this woman named Casey uh who is a grad who graduated and is uh has all this facts about architecture and she's still learning and growing in her architecture and she's like coming to terms with her own criticism and how to criticize these things like there's a part in this movie where their friendship he goes like don't just say facts from a book just say how you feel about it which is a dumb thing to do to someone in general <laughs> but somehow this movie lands it
0: uh i will say dude i was watching that part and i was like oh that's such good advice oh wow i <laughs> wish i had somebody in my life to tell me things <laughs> like this like that would be great uh
1: but yeah uh i'm curious to see what you think of it uh yeah i've seen it like twice now it's been a Minute since I saw it, uh, but yeah, there's a lot I love about it. From uh, John Cho finally getting a uh, dramatic lead, in and it. he's so good in so it. So So good in it. Uh, he always brings humanity to things. It's very. Uh, I watched Searching kind of recently, uh, a movie that came out last year where he, it's John Cho's face on a screen the whole time, uh, and it was very good.
0: Is it like an Andy Warhol film? It's no, just like no. A it's tight uh, close up
1: on his face for two hours. It's just all like footage from the screen of a laptop or a smartphone and he's just trying to find his daughter. He just goes through. Oh it's interesting. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh big big Harold and Kumar fan. <laughs> 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 which he brings which is a lot going on in that movie, it's but tough. he grounds it and makes it go very easily. But John Cho in this movie uh has to play uh Oh my daddy didn't pay attention to me. Oh I have a crush on Parker Posey and then just find this uh center of loneliness and then bounce it off of another character of Haley Lou Richardson, who was a pistola of an uh, actress in this movie.
0: Um, it's funny, you know, just to thinking about John Cho and Harold and Kumar, right? Like if you had to pick one of them, you thought was going to get a job in the white house. It definitely would have been John Cho. I you know,
1: Cal's coming back to acting. Uh, I think he's no,
0: he is. He's acting a lot. He's yeah. on, he's in Madam Secretary. I oh, think.
1: Oh, uh, I think he's in, uh, uh an- announced NBC sitcom coming up.
0: Yeah, no, he's been getting a lot of work lately. Um, But yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was very interesting. I mean, you're right. The idea of space is really important to the movie, and they mm-hmm. do talk a lot about architecture. There's kind of a backbone to it where she's taking him to her favorite buildings in the city, and every time they go to one, she's like, this is number three on my list. Mm-hmm. But there's a way to make a movie like that where it's really obvious and obnoxious, but the way it comes up in this seems like totally, totally natural. Mm-hmm. And by the second or third time she does it, you're like, oh, this is like a thing, I guess but it doesn't it doesn't come off that way right from the jump like here's my screenplay structure kind yeah. of thing you know um, uh,
1: they do a good job of uh just funneling them towards each other like they don't like meet right away It's not like the like it yeah, probably happens right. about like 20 30 minutes in where they do it where she has to like uh kind of flirt with a sarcastic Culkin who's a, who lands some like oh very hard lines.
0: Yeah. So it's Rory Culkin, yeah. right? And he's a fantastic, fantastic in this movie yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. He's, they like work together at the library. Rory's a little older and uh Mary Lou is it Mary Lou no Haley Lou. Haley Lou Haley Lou Richardson. They work together at the library and uh Rory culkin's a little older, Haley Lou Richardson is a little younger and they kind of have this like flirty dynamic like maybe they're going to go out or something. Mm-hmm. And and in the beginning of the movie it's like he's the literally the only person she has to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um and then but then when she meets john Cho which is maybe not until like 30 minutes into the movie uh, then it's like they start to mm-hmm. you know have this other kind of relationship. But what I was going to say was um, it's about spaces, and they're talking about buildings a lot. But what I really liked is a lot of the movie takes place in these kind of like nothing spaces mm-hmm. in, that you have so many of in in America like, in uh, suburban they go America. Go into
1: those buildings, like they just shoot the interiors uh, very well too. Like they would show like rows of the books at the library, mm-hmm. or uh, just a wide shot of an inside of the building where you see like hell from wall to wall yeah or i
0: even just mean like when they're outside and they're on a walkway that's got some weird trees or they're like there's a whole scene they do where they're looking into the place where her mom is supposedly working but is maybe Mm. not there anymore because she's doing drugs or something um they're like standing under a bridge or something it's not clear exactly where they are but it's like so much of life is that i love movies and i thought this was a big thing in the late 90s and the early 2000s that sort of take place in those spaces, those like nowhere spaces. Um, and you know, a lot of those are movies about people out in the suburbs or out away from the major cities of America, trying to like find an identity and feeling a drift. Uh, because I think that's so much of what life is like. Like I remember growing up in Florida, you know, that was like everywhere was like that. Mm. Everywhere was like a space between a space, you know, sure. except for some very particular places that were like, these are real places yeah. and everywhere else is kind of nothing. That's
1: very true. Like, cause, uh, this town Columbus has very, very much, uh, there's a map you could buy of, being like, oh, here's this and here's this. But a lot of this movie takes place in like the traveling to those between yeah, those exactly. places. Uh, there's also a huge theme of uh, parent uh, our responsibility to our parents, mm-hmm. uh, which hits hard. Like it doesn't really state it too much and then it just does state it very obviously. Uh, well, his uh, the plot is set in motion where he comes to town uh, his father is a famous architect who falls ill in Columbus, so he has to come and help take care of the of his father. While we mentioned, her mother is a recovering addict. Uh, oh, can I just interrupt for yeah. one
0: second to say that the mother is played by one of the best characters on Star Trek of all time? Oh, really? That's she plays Ensign Ro Laren, the bad girl <laughs> of Starfleet, the first Bajoran we ever meet in Star Trek: The Next Generation, or in Star Trek generally. Mm-hmm. Um, did you
1: talk about John Cho being in Star Trek? Since you're talking about Star Trek,
0: no, I'm talking about Ensign Roehren, oh. the bad girl of Starfleet.
1: I know you're talking about someone else, but did you mention that Cho? No, I, you know he's. I, in, I know you had to yeah. open to go in there for your
0: Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the he's in the JJ movies, which are like people make a big deal about hating, but they're the fine. JJ movie. <laughs> hey, look, Caleb, I restrained myself from saying the JJ verse, which is like the kind of terrible fanboy way to put it. Oh man. Um which is yeah, with uh
1: Star Wars movies as well as Super 8. <laughs> that's true,
0: yeah. So roe Laren is one of those people that she's such such a good actress in Star Trek that I've spent the rest of my life like rejoicing anytime oh, nice. I see her on screen because I'm like, Yes, she should be in everything. Oh, she's great. the best. <laughs> um so I was so excited when I saw her in this movie. Uh and you know, Parker Posey's in it. Um who is great. She's very, Parker Busley being understated, which is like the hardest thing for her to she do. She plays I think.
1: a, uh, the father's assistant, very uh, art curatory hot.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And she's just basically there like in the very beginning mm-hmm. talking about his schedule. And then, you know, every scene, it's almost like an exposition scene because she's like, what are we mm-hmm. going to do? What's she's happening?
1: She's like uh, Jen's flirty interest at first, which gets the kibosh on it.
0: Yeah, like later on in yeah. the film. Later on in the film, they make it a little more explicit, right? Uh, but if you just want
1: to hear some great conversations and uh, some fun dialogue, I think the line that I keep coming back to is, your mother, does she do meth? <laughs> Which they
0: repeat uh, a little bit. Oh they have perfect. this great conversation, right, where they're like, does your mother do meth? And she's like, huh, what? Like, say it, your mother, does she do meth? No, I'm sorry, what? I don't yeah. I know. Don't, I don't, what? I don't know. <laughs> um... But it's like a movie
1: about conversations and about uh, talking. It, it, like it gets kind of meta in its way, which I think is very interesting.
0: I mean, uh, there's a long conversation in the towards the beginning about do you have a long attention span or not, which I feel like is like directly addressed at the viewer. Yeah. <laughs> because there's so much space where there's not a lot yeah. of talking, <laughs> and there's so much it requires a lot of your close attention, and they're basically saying like, "Pay fucking attention <laughs> to this movie."
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Koganada Koganada his uh background is making uh like film essays uh he does that for Criterion a lot uh he's done uh I've seen his Wes Anderson's one he did he did one on Linkletter uh, which should be obvious uh I think he's done I don't know I have to look it up but he's a Criterion guy uh makes some bonus features which is a really cool thing cool, no, de- cool. cool, cool debut
0: Yeah god knows I'm sure that thing doesn't a job like that doesn't pay anything. So I, like, I was well, also
1: just like, oh, you know, now you're making a movie. Let's I know, right? see what Good you do. Him, he made yeah. a very unique, uh, very much, uh, personal, uh, movie for himself that I r- really thoroughly enjoyed. It's this, on Hulu. This movie or is that a different movie? Oh, you're this about? movie, Columbus. <laughs> uh, it's on Hulu. Uh, you could watch it there.
0: Yeah, it's great. I, I liked it a lot. I mean, yeah, it was, it was slow, um, mm-hmm. which was fine. I mean, um, I, thought slow, it was great. I thought it was a great movie. Slow
1: aided by acting. It uh, gives room for performances. Uh, you just have to find that character. Which the female lead. Haley Lee Richardson. Hayley, absolutely f- fantastic. She's so,
0: so good in this movie. Yeah. Um, she just does seem like a person you would want to spend like an endless mm-hmm. amount of time with.
1: She has dance scenes. She has happy scenes. She has sarcastic scenes. She has <laughs> scenes that are really kind of like
0: crying her eyes out. Gut
1: sneak up on you, gut wrenching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she attaches herself.
0: She's very, very good. I mean, she's you know, she seems like a real living person. Like this character she plays seems like a real person, Mm -hmm. uh, which is amazing. You know? Yeah. Strong
1: female protagonist. Yeah.
0: Uh, So that's Columbus. Uh, Wait, wait, let me find this.
1: Oh, let me find it.
0: Okay. So uh, lastly this week, we're going to have a brief discussion about this movie. Uh, The world is yours. So this is a film directed by Romain Gravat. Or Gravas, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm just going to do that again and commit. <laughs> hmm. So briefly today we want to talk about uh, this movie, The World is Yours. It's directed by Romain Gravas. Um, he's mostly known as a director of music videos, mostly MIA videos, and especially the video for Born Free. I, I You remember that, right, Caleb? Uh Born Free, it's the one no. where it's like it's like oh, the, the war. Oh, the NIA video, Born Free. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was I,
1: like, is that a Bruce Springsteen song?
0: It's like it's basically like the war on terror or any kind of um, fascist police state rounding people up, mm-hmm. but um, they're rounding up mm. white people with red hair, uh, and that totally changes, you know, how you look at that kind of situation, especially if you were like a white person living in America during the war on terror when it was very common to hear about. You know, Muslims or even you know any kind of ethnic person being rounded up and arrested. Man, I hope we're playing that song now because I'm just remembering this. Boop boy, song. boy, boy, boy <laughs> born free. <laughs> uh, I hope we play you uh, singing that song. And then she murders she, and then every all the redhead people get like killed by the police. Maybe right? I need to see music videos. I quit watching. Have those. you not seen this music video? No, it's like from like 2010. It's like a very famous music video. Uh,
1: that's not saying much because I don't watch music <laughs> videos. I think she uh, he also did. Uh, No Church in the
0: Wild, if I'm not mistaken. He did No Church in the Wild. Yeah, Yeah, that's Jay-Z and Kanye West. Yeah, exactly. Um, So this is also, he also did a Jamie XX video. Jamie XX did all all the music for this movie. Oh, he did? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Huh. So it's a gang- French gangster comedy. It's French language. Uh, it came out last year. It was screened at Fortnite at Fortnite. Cannes. Right. It's this amazing thing. Uh and it yeah, got
1: uh, Spike was there his first movie there. Uh, Sofia Coppola got was there. Jim yeah, Jarmusch showed stuff there in the 80s.
0: Um it must have gotten bought by Netflix, I guess. It's now branded as a Netflix original. Um its title is a reference to both Scarface and Public Enemy. Like Pu- Scarface is a very loose remake of Public Enemy. One of the points that they have in common is that their main character dies underneath a sign that says "The world is yours." Oh. So that's like the title of this movie: "The world is yours." Um, I didn't get that title during this movie. The hero is Francois. He's a meek and bumbling, you know, crook whose mother is an overbearing and high rolling crook who's very good at it. Um, who does stuff like when they bump into each other at a department store she pretends that he's robbing her so that security will get distracted and she can go break into the safe and then he has to spend all afternoon like getting out of jail right um so francois doesn't want to do this kind of stuff anymore he wants to be uh, he wants to open a business selling freeze pops in the in north africa but to get the money he has to go on one last job and you know guess what one last job you know it goes about as good as one last jobs what, ever what go the frick, uh... Um, okay, so the crazy thing about this movie is it's almost universally positively reviewed. Yeah. It has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Vincent Castle is one of the stars. The mother I was talking about, it's played by Isabelle Adjani, uh, yes, a who's like legendary a, French a legendary French actress. French actress. Uh,
1: two Oscar nominations under her belt. Yeah, she
0: was in Herzog's Nosferatu. She was in Truffaut's uh, The Story of Adele H. You know, She's like a very, very good actress. Uh, and... Yeah, did I say this movie has over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes? And I saw it in this list of best original streaming movies of all time that Vulture put together, and they had it at number 10. They had number 10 best streaming original movie of all time, and they had 150 movies in this list. Um, But the thing about this movie is it is not good. (laughs) It is not good at all. It is really bad. <laughs> it's
1: very trite. It aims for a get shorty. It lands at like Smoking Aces.
0: Oh my God. Smoking Aces. Like It's like Lucky at Number least, eleven or at something. At least Smoking
1: Aces had like Chris Pine being wacky. But this movie really... And like Alicia Keys, isn't yeah. she in that? Yeah. I would say that Isabella Gian uh, and Vincent Castle did fine with it, but also they didn't have much to do with it. And also, those were two of like uh, eight to ten characters they had to please. And oh, your main God. character who just is just mumbling and doesn't unbumbled to like the very last scene and we're oh just like God. oh cool
0: so a lot of my problems with this movie i will say it had some good shots and i mean maybe it, it's a dialogue heavy foreign language mm-hmm. movie so it's possible that i was missing some of the nuance in the dialogue yeah. like maybe it is funny if you're french sure but like a lot of my problems with it were philosophical like things that seemed real fucked up that were in the movie and like i didn't think were funny at all or weren't.
1: no it was just a dumb easy it, it would be like a bro movie, if oh it was God. in the United States. Also, okay,
0: so I just wanted to run through these real quick. One is that the main love interest looks like she's 15 years old. Like mm-hmm. she, I did look that actress up. She was, was, 20, she was 22 years old at the yeah. time of filming. She's actually the same age as the woman in uh, Columbus. Oh, cool. They were the same age, but she seems to be about Very 15 young. years old. They even
1: reference how young she is in this movie.
0: And he, she is the romantic interest. And at one point, the mom says to Francoise, uh, you have to get her while she's young. Otherwise, she's going to like have mm-hmm. other plans and not want to go out with you and anymore. her
1: mode is more just be basic being like, I'm kind of cool because I want to be a robber too. But also, I like this guy, which doesn't land. Yeah, but Was there any untrite character in this movie? Everything was seemed very derivative. Everything was really trite because
0: it was trying to be a comedy, right? So nothing was very deep, but it, I didn't find it funny at all. Yeah. One of the worst things in it that even gets called out in the positive reviews is this gag where they have to go get help from this crook. And his scam is that he's like taking money from human traffickers to have... Uh, refugees stay at his house but at the same time he's having them work as like domestic servants as like a cover but also he's really forcing them to do it but it's just like there's like a 10 minute segment where there are black slaves it leads to nowhere it's so offensive it's like mind-bogglingly offensive to watch yeah there's uh
1: it's shot brightly
0: is the nicest thing I could say about it. <laughs> uh, it is
1: probably better than what we're saying. I don't know that it is. <laughs> I almost
0: honestly, I was watching it last you night. Can speak French. I almost texted you to be like, if you're watching this right now, you could stop. Like Dang. we don't need to oh. talk about
1: it. Yeah, I got home because uh, I saw spoiler for next week. Was watching. Uh, Never look away. Uh, yeah. Which I didn't realize was three hours long. Yeah, I actually <laughs> didn't
0: realize that either, sorry. So I got I home. convinced Caleb to go see it. So uh, I, well, I'm I was sorry. like, Oh,
1: okay, but uh free night in my schedule, I'll just go see that movie instead of seeing the Lego movie. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I won't get into anything there, but I got home around eleven. I was oh, like, Oh, man. I need to watch this movie. So I stayed up till late watching. I mean,
0: I, I also was watching it yeah. till like one. in the. We were probably <laughs> literally watching it at the same time. Oh, wow. Well, I, I did start it at like 1045.
1: Well, this movie exi- exists for kismet then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it was like wild. It was wild how offensive it was. And another weird thing is that Isabelle Adjani is like a very outspoken uh, campaigner for immigrants she, rights in France. She's funny in this movie. But I mean,
1: but yeah, it's true because it's, the movie it's itself
0: weird. seems kind of like anti-immigrant and racist. Um, I was like, that's weird that she would be in it if that's it's completely opposite to how she feels. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, France is a very weird place. One thing I really liked about the movie is, so I'm lucky enough that I've spent a lot of time in Europe over the last like five years. Humblebeck. My work often takes me to Europe. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then I also like to take little trips on my own. Um, we in America, you know, it's like you have an idealized version of what somewhere is like. Everywhere in the world is like that. Um, Like, in Germany, they think every American is a cowboy, right? I mean, not really, but kind of. Um, But we have this vision of Europe that's, you know, they're social democracies, they're very classy, it's like Cold War, you know, it's Parisian people smoking cigarettes in cafes. But, like, the reality of Europe is that, like, 90% of the crap is trashy. Like, almost everything is really dumb, and it's just like especially their tv shows you know they all they have is terrible reality tv shows when i was in paris Maybe or last TV. year like every show on tv was like a documentary about like the police like it was like shows like cops and and actual cops also and then the movies they would show <laughs> at, at nighttime like when those shows were done were like american movies from the 90s that are also about like really masculine crazy shit like like judge Dredd was on one night <laughs> Uh, because there's weird, they're weird there. Everything in Europe is actually super weird. So in that sense, I was really glad to watch this movie because I was like, yes, this is actual real oh, Europe. Their taste is not my taste and I can
1: point to this as evidence. Yeah, exactly. It was very uh, odd. Will you indulge me for a second? Well, because uh, I didn't like this movie instead of enjoying it. I just thought of other movies instead that I would recommend. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. So this is, uh, The World is Yours is the first ever not actually best choice movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, okay, I'll just. Uh, I limited this to mostly Netflix stuff because this movie is owned by Netflix. There's literally a million other things on Netflix. Netflix has millions of things. Uh, so, if you're on Netflix and wanted a smart. I
0: feel like this is like pointed directly at me because I no, have no, picked no. this and you're telling me no, here is uh, a list of 100 other movies we could have watched. Yes, I'll
1: point it right at you. Well, I, do, uh, I, I will point it at you. Uh, so, if you're on Netflix and you want a smart international crime movie instead. Watch Nocturama, one of the, my uh, second favorite movie of last year. Absolutely stunning. Uh, if you're on Netflix and you want a good recent international movie in general, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, The World of Zero is on Netflix. There is literally a million things on Netflix. So World of Zero is a, a crime, international crime movie. If you want a better one, Nocturama, absolutely stunner of a movie. My second favorite movie of last year. Uh, If you're on Netflix and you want a good recent international movie in general, uh, On Body and Soul, which was Oscar nominated last year, Happy as Lazaro, great screenplay when it can, Uh, Raw, one of the better horror movies... (laughs) Uh, if you're on Netflix and want to see French actress Ole Armour, who is in this movie, uh, Divines is also on Netflix. We could do
0: some of these movies yeah. on the show. Like, we we, could, I'm I, very open to doing yeah. any of these movies.
1: Even if you're on Netflix and you do, just want a regular heist movie, if you saw heist movies, uh, Heat is on Netflix. Heat is amazing. I'm just going to stunt for Heat for a minute now.
0: I mean, can I say I, you're not going out on a limb saying people like Heat, but I am going out on a limb saying it's not very good. I don't think it's very Heat? good. Yeah, no, I don't think it's very good. Ooh, enough.
1: buddy. I can't get into that right now. Heat is I would say, all time. Okay,
0: 60% of the plot of Heat is Al Pacino fighting with his wife, who's an art dealer.
1: That's not true, because he's only 50% of the plot.
0: I would say that is an easy 40% of Heat is him and his wife having arguments about whether or not, like, mm. if they're fucking enough, which I it's so weird and boring, and I hate it.
1: Oh, I love Heat so much, uh, but if you if you don't like Heat? Or if you're, uh, there's also, uh, from Michael Mann, Miami Vice, or if heat's not indie enough for you, uh, there's hell or high water. Uh, if heat has too many men, which it does, uh, there's a movie called Lil and Eve, which stars Viola Davis and J-Lo and they do crime. Or if, uh, heat is, and this is specifically, I guess, for you, Chris, if heat is too good and you want something- Too
0: good is not what I would have said. And you want something
1: more crackpot that isn't international, uh, Dog Eat Dog came out last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a Paul Schrader movie, but he didn't write it. He just directed it. Uh, Nick Cage, Willem Dafoe.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Caleb's review of is uh, recommending The World is movies. Yours is a list of 15 other movies <laughs> that would be a better use of your time. So I'm going to just say, like, I'm shamed. I apologize. We should definitely do some <laughs> of those other movies. I All I can say is we were trying to think of a movie to do. I was looking through that list of best original streamers because sure. I was a little confused about what the... Um, like what the criteria were for picking a movie. And then, um, I was like, Oh, that sounds kind of fun. And everything I read about it makes it sound good. Mm-hmm. You know, I sh- now that I've seen it, I can see through it that it's kind of like faint praise. But before watching yeah, it, I wasn't, it's I a couldn't tell.
1: House of cards. You just start looking at it and it's going to fall
0: over. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's it that this week for actually best choice movies. Uh, I'm Chris Chafin. this is Caleb Shively. Uh, can you believe how crazy the Oscars were last night? Oh my god. Ha, 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 ha. They remember, did what? Remember when that guy said that thing? Oh my god, like how could that but even happen? she looked good. Oh my god, she looked so good. I thought she looked amazing. I didn't realize he was that tall. Oh my god, and can you believe that he had the nerve to come? Like can you believe yeah, it, he that came he on was stage.
1: there? Yeah, he came on stage, he start he put a uh, Oscar up his butt and it made him come.
0: <laughs> it was pretty cool. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. <laughs>